0: In the name of God, who creates, redeems, and sanctifies. Amen. Last week, I had a call with someone who was a little late because she had lost track of time while she was weeding. And I have to tell you, she sounded absolutely delighted, invigorated even, by the act of weeding and cleaning up her gardens and pulling out these little invaders. And as she shared this with me, I began to laugh a little bit. And then ultimately, she actually ended her victory speech against the weeds with, the question, don't you just love that feeling? Which brings me to a bit of a confession this morning, because there is nothing that I loathe more, nothing that stirs up such feelings of anger and frustration, virgin maybe even on hatred, than weeding. I hate weeding. I always have, ever since I was a little kid. It goes on forever. It's never really done, and it's kind of unpleasant while you're doing it. It's really just not not for me, at the end of the day. And yet, that's what Jesus spends our morning this morning talking about, about the weeds and the wheat. It's important to know that this parable only appears in the Gospel of Matthew, and we think that's the case because Matthew is writing to a particular community, a community that is in trouble and in constant conflict. The whole of Matthew's Gospel includes all kinds of help for this community. In fact, it's actually sort of a a how-to for a community that's divided, for how to deal with conflict and what to expect when there's division. And in this case, it's because this particular church community is made up primarily of two halves. And one of the halves is the Jewish Christian half. So those who were Jewish, who continue to honor their heritage, the ones who are the children of Abraham, the inheritors of the covenant, and really the inheritors of what we heard in Genesis this morning, of this land, of this tradition, And they believe that they are safe. and that They can rest in their faith because they are justified by their heritage, by where they come from. And on the other side of this community, we have the Gentile Christians who were converts also, but had never been Jewish. They are Greek and they are Roman. And their faith is defined by grace, by what the apostle Paul writes about, by freedom. They believe they are free from the law, grafted into God's covenant and adopted. And our sense is that both sides of this community are too busy judging each other rather than doing the work of the gospel. Meaning that they're not doing their own work, they're sort of resting on God's promise, all the while pointing out the flaws in each other and in each other's faith. And ultimately when a community does that and divides in that way, it means that the community as a whole isn't functioning and it isn't doing the work it's called to do to share the kingdom. And so the whole community is arguing about who is better, about who is important and who isn't, about who is essential, maybe even about who doesn't belong at all. And so in this parable about the wheat and the weeds, Jesus and Matthew are trying to give them a little bit of a lesson about community, about judgment, about staying together in the time of trouble. Jesus says the field is the whole world The wheat are the children of the kingdom, the weeds are the causes of sin and evildoers, and Jesus is the sower who sows the good seed that will grow into wheat. So ironically this morning, I, who hate weeding, need to make a couple of observations about weeds. First, and maybe most important, I don't know about you, but I have never seen a flowering plant, something that you intentionally planted, something that brings you joy, maybe even wheat. I've never seen one of those turn into a weed or vice versa. It doesn't appear to be a clear line of transformation there from one to the other. So Jesus in this parable is actually saying that we are all wheat, each of us sown from good seed, each of us given the soil we need, each of us given the raw materials we need to grow and to bear good fruit. All people, all around the world, everyone under the sun, no exceptions, All of us are wheat, which means that you are good, and you were sown in love, and God will provide what you need. The weeds, then, are the causes of sin, and sin ultimately is that which leads us away from God. Sin creates disordered relationships with God and with each other. So the sin and the causes of sin are the parts of the world and the parts of us that lead us away from God. It really is that simple. It's the instincts, the feelings, the temptations, the opportunities to hurt ourselves and others and to turn our back on God's law. So consider for a moment what those things are in your life. What are the patterns and the impulses, the temptations and the opportunities? What are the weeds? And know that the weeds, just like in your garden, will grow if we let them. And they will take the sun and the soil, the air and the nutrients away from the wheat. The weeds will take your health and your wholeness away from you. So that you don't grow as well, or maybe so that you don't grow at all. Anyone who knows what weeds can do will tell you that if you let them just grow and grow and grow and run rampant, that eventually they will choke the wheat. They will choke the plants, crippling the life that God intended. Our sin does this to us. It cripples and chokes and isolates us, it limits us, and it hurts us. And so while we need to be mindful of the weeds in our own life, the parable is very clear to say that no other person around us is a weed. So we don't get to go around judging other people and deciding whether or not they belong, which has often been the implication and the interpretation of this parable. But Jesus is clear that all the children of God are wheat each one essential, all planted from good seed with good intentions, all capable of good growth and all of us necessary and important for the harvest of the Lord, for the building of this kingdom. So the invitation of this parable is to root out our own judgment, because when we focus on judging others and deciding who's a weed weed, or who should be rooted out, we usually forget that the weeds grow in our own lives and in our own hearts. We forget about our own impulses and our own unkindnesses, and there's a danger in thinking that we know better than someone else, in thinking that we know what or who should be rooted out. This ultimately divides community, which is what Matthew is trying to avoid as he shares this parable with an early church. The proof of that is that Jesus tells us when plantings are young, we can't pull the weeds out because we risk damaging the root systems of the weed, of the good that was planted. You end up pulling it all out together, it says in the parable. You have to wait until the weed is mature, until the planting is strong and bearing good fruit. And then, then you can pull out the weeds and root out the causes of sin. Which is meant to remind us that in this life, none of us are fully grown. None of us are fully mature in our faith. None of us is done or finished. And so none of us get to sit in judgment of the faith and life of someone else, imagining that we are a finished work of art or even a more complete work of art, not because of our heritage or our tradition, our history, our legacy, not because of anything we've done or built or bought, or even because of God's abundant grace, which frees us from sin and from the law. Instead our growth is the journey of a lifetime. And if our faith is mature, then we know that our work is in fact to live in the field, to live in the world, among the weeds, among the causes of sin, and to live in such a way that not only we are able to grow and thrive, but the whole planting of the Lord is able to grow until all of us tower over the weeds and we can root them out without hurting each other taking all that God has given us and using it to bear good fruit together, a complete harvest. My friends, the creation is still waiting with eager longing for the children of God to be revealed. All of creation groans under the weight of the causes of sin, under the weight of injustice and oppression, under the weight of judgment and prejudice. This morning, Jesus' invitation and Matthew's invitation to us is to marvel in the promises of God and the promises of good, of legacy, of prosperity, and of your good origin. To remember that we have been adopted. We have not earned these promises by anything we've done or said. We are heirs with Christ of eternity, heirs of life, simply because it was always God's intention to save us, all of us, sown in love, made of good seed. It was always God's intention to give us what we need. This morning, the invitation is to take that promise in and be so moved by it that you look not outward, but inward, not to judge others, but to change and grow yourself, to be inspired by God's goodness, and so inspired that you want to build the kingdom, the kingdom of justice, the kingdom of kindness and mercy, a kingdom not of judgment, but of love. The whole creation is still waiting for the children of that kingdom to be revealed, for you to be revealed, and to bear good fruit, and to do the work that you've been given to do. Amen.